0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RV32 preseason team preview series. My name is Mike Randall. You can follow me at RandallRan on Twitter. Today is the Kansas City Chiefs preview of the 28 hashtag RV32 team preview series, a special edition of RotoViz Radio. I'm going to be joined in just a few moments by Ryan Tracy, who is a podcast host for Locked On Chiefs. He has a great YouTube channel, RGR Football, and is the founder of Rogue Analytics and Consulting. Please follow him on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL. But before we Get started. Just want to remind all of you that as a listener to this podcast, you can save yourself 30% on a RotoViz NFL pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. That subscription will give you access to all the NFL content and tools, and best of all, it does help support the pod. For those of you who don't know, RotoViz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over a thousand articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Go to rotoviz.com to check out the site. Again, our guest today is Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs. In this episode, he talks about what Kareem Hunt will do as an encore to his incredible rookie season, what we can expect from Patrick Mahomes in his first year as starting quarterback, and why Tyreek Hill could be even more efficient in 2018. After the interview, we'll take a few minutes to think about what Ryan said and take a closer look at the Chiefs offensive playmakers using some of the great apps at Rotoviz. And now, let's bring on the guest. We are very pleased to welcome Ryan Tracy, who's a podcast host for Locked On Chiefs. He has a great YouTube channel, RGR Football, and is the founder of Rogue Analytics and Consulting. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL. He joins us for a few minutes on the R V thirty two team preview series to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Ryan, thanks for a few minutes. How are you doing today?
1: I'm hanging in. Thanks for having me. I, I love the series.
0: Yeah, it's been great. We have it every year here at Roto-Viz and it's great to have guys like you with insight into each of the NFL teams to come on and give us sort of a, a deep dive. So it's great having you on the on the podcast here. Let's start with the coaching changes. Chiefs made several coaching changes, including a lot of internal promotions. Of course, the big one, Matt Nagy left the offensive coordinator position and he became the Browns head coach. Chiefs just promoted Eric Biannimi from running backs coach to that new offensive coordinator position. Now, they did bring back Bob Sutton, longtime defensive coordinator, but they changed his personnel around him. Talk about the coaching and personnel changes and, and what is the changes? How have the changes look so far in the preseason?
1: Yeah, you know, I like what we're seeing, particularly on offense. Uh, obviously, with Andy Reid running the team, that shift isn't going to change course too dramatically. Um, but it is telling to know that the coordinator has an effect on, on particularly game day calls, maybe not uh, play design so much, but the flow of the game. We've seen changes over the years. And, uh, the departure of Nagy certainly has uh, an RPO effect, has a, uh, a downfield effect, but I think we're going to see a grittier, uh, more physically aggressive team with Eric Biennium's influence, and uh, I would not be surprised to see the run game not really grow, but get a little bit more prominence.
0: Yeah, of course. As the running backs coach, you know, he did a lot of work with the guys in the backfield and, and that's what we'll take a look at now. You know, it's amazing, Ryan, what a difference a year makes. So one year ago in that third preseason game, Spencer Ware tore his MCL and his PCL and he gave Kareem Hunt a chance for a full workload as a rookie. And he was certainly incredible. He led the NFL in rushing. He had 11 total touchdowns. Now, they just cut Sharkandrick West. And right now, as per my count, they have three Williams left in the backfield. Damian Williams, Darrell Williams, and Kerwin Williams. Is this going to be Hunt's show again? And what will the role of Spencer Ware or any of those backups be?
1: You know, it will be the Hunt show. He will be the primary back. But I, I do believe that they are very... Uh, cognizant once again this year, as they were last year, of how many touches he gets and, and the physical toll that the season takes on him. So I do look for them to reduce his touches a little bit. Uh, that's the reason for bringing in someone like Damian Williams, uh, who is, is great on third down, runs good routes, can carry the ball as well, but uh, that's primarily the reason the Sharkaner Quest was let go. Is Damian Williams has looked good when he's been in action, a little dinged up, but um, as far as where it goes, that's the big question mark. He has not played in the, in the preseason. He's looked good in practice, but they're keeping his, his total grind very low in terms of number of repetitions in practice. Uh, this is going to be our first real glimpse of him again in Game 3. Uh, and We're hoping to avoid an injury there. I'm sure he is as well, but we also need to get a glimpse of if he is unable to start the season. Uh, Darryl Williams, rookie out of LSU, has looked very good at times. Um, has a nice combination of, of power between the tackles, but Catches the ball very well as well, and in this offense for Andy Reid, you have to be able to catch the ball as a running back. Um, So I am looking at them possibly carrying four running backs to start the season. That would leave Kerwin Williams out in in the wind a little bit, but uh, he has looked decent, and they have taken a very good look at him to this point, so can't really rule it out either.
0: Yeah, and and I would think that Hunt was so dynamic last year. I remember he started, you know, with the big plays. He had the multiple 50-yard touchdown plays to start the season. Then he kind of sort of tired out a little bit, and then he got it going again at the end of last year. Are they trying to limit Hunt a little bit more so he can stay fresh throughout the season? I think you may see a little bit of that. Um and his drought mid-season was not only
1: part uh, of the physical toll uh, a little bit for a guy who came out of Toledo that maybe wasn't prepared for that kind of pounding. Um, but it was also a discretionary play calling. So uh, I think what you saw is that as Nagy took more and more of the play call itself, he, he brought a little bit of balance back to the, the play call or the force, if you want to call it. Uh, and I think that's when you saw the resurgence of him as well. Uh, so I think with the enemy constantly in and Andy Reid's uh and looking to provide that that physical element uh i think you're going to see a little bit more baseline and i think they're going to rotate backs fairly heavily
0: you know, of course, a lot rides on the arm of Patrick Mahomes. Now, Alex Smith last year had a career season under Andy Reid. He had career highs, passing yards, yards per attempt, and touchdowns. He was particularly efficient on deep passes, which really wasn't something he was known for before last year. Had great connection with Tyree Kill. Patrick Mahomes comes in. He was there for one year, had the one start last year. Now it's his sort of show to to ride here. He's got a huge arm, he's a gunslinger, but can we really expect him to replicate the year that Smith had? Where do you think he'll fall a little short? What have you seen so far from Patrick Mahomes? How do you think he's going to do this year?
1: I like his command of the offense, and I have seen him grow in terms of learning from his mistakes, and I think that's key for a young quarterback. Uh, He certainly is going to reap the same benefits that Alex Smith did in terms of having Tyreek Hill on uh, on the field with him at the same time, and we saw that last week on preseason game two against Atlanta. Now, that is an X factor that I think Mahomes is better at to be able to take advantage of. We saw Smith, like you said, have a career year, but Mahomes should be able to provide that kind of fireworks from the get-go. Uh, a lot of folks expect him to break 4,000 yards passing, and I can't say that uh, that I doubt him. I think it will be a lot more of a hiccup, though. Uh, he has a, had a propensity for few interceptions especially over the middle uh guys that he just doesn't realize are there or doesn't do an efficient uh good enough job of efficiently moving them around with his eyes uh again a very young player still learning that i think there's going to be some hiccups along the way but i expect him to have a very similar season to alex smith only different in one regard that i think he'll probably double or triple alex smith's interceptions from 2017
0: yeah, that's going to be the key. Of course, the mistakes early, but that pass to Tyree Hill in Atlanta—that that was very impressive. So certainly, that that connection seems strong. And and I'm curious what you think about the receiving core. So Hill had a tremendous year last year: seventy-five receptions, eleven hundred eighty-three yards, seven touchdowns but he only had one red zone target. All those touchdowns came from 30 yards or out. Of course, Travis Kelsey is fantastic, uh, led in targets and catches among all tight ends. And now you have Sammy Watkins. So I guess the question is, Hill's efficiency, how's that going to look? And who is Watkins going to siphon from? From Kelsey, from Hill, or or both?
1: You know, I think Hill's efficiency looks to be continual, if not maybe a bit improved, because Reed is very focused on making sure that he moves him around enough to get matchups that allow him to be efficient. I think the real question mark, as you said, will be Sammy Watkins. Uh, He's been a little bit slow to catch on so far. Uh, A lot of terminology, and he has been vocal in in explaining uh, how vastly different this offense is for him. But I do believe he will catch up, and and I do think you will see some from him as well. And it's going to be a big question, of, particularly after that pass against the Falcons, how are defenses going to react? I expect the Chargers to do something. I expect the Steelers to do something in the first few weeks of the season. Uh, And if they are beat deep, I think you'll see a reaction from the rest of the league that then sets up deeper zones, uh, more multiple zones. And I think that bodes well for not only Watkins and Kelsey, but also uh, guys like Chris Conley, guys like Demarcus Robinson. There's a lot of upside in the rest of the receiver core, and it's all dependent on how much stretch they get out of Tyreek Hill.
0: Yeah and and the weapons are there. I mean Mahomes is going to have weapons that he can work with and and the offense certainly seems to have a a high floor. I think the key To the Chiefs' year this year is going to be the defensive turnaround. You know, the Chiefs usually have a very strong top 10, top 12 defense. Last year, of course, they struggled. Now they changed all the personnel, almost all the personnel. Derek Johnson's with the Raiders, Marcus Peters with the Rams, Tamba Ali not there anymore. Uh, if you look at their draft picks, they spent every single one of their draft picks on a defensive player, defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, safety, cornerback, and then another defensive tackle. So what's your thoughts on the defense so far? Obviously, that's a full piece especially with the way the season ended with the Titans last year at home what have you seen from the defense with Bob Sutton and and what are they sort of trying to target this year to to bring that group up to where the offense was
1: the concept that the Chiefs are following in is addition by subtraction uh Marcus Peters is an elite player but he's also a fairly large distraction uh a lot of talk about what he enforced his will upon in terms of play call uh, and what Sutton was able to do there are certain things that Mark Spears just wasn't willing to do and they include tackling uh and playing off coverage and there are a number of issues there what they're trying to do is get the secondary in particular to function as a unit and unfortunately they've had a couple of hiccups in injuries to Dan Sorensen and Eric Berry has been held out for a number of weeks now uh That seems to be more of a a caution uh, than an acute injury, but they are being very, very subtle with it. And until they can get the younger guys, all the other safeties are young. Uh, A number of the cornerbacks outside of the top three are very young. And when they saw the concussion protocol come into play with Steven Nelson last week, uh, that is really what precipitated the signing of Orlando Skandrick. And I think that's really just getting another veteran presence back there and hope that uh, his presence can help. Keep the, the secondary together, and again, functioning as a unit.
0: Yeah, that's the key because the you know Arrowhead Stadium gets rocking late in the year, so that that home field advantage is going to be strong. If that defense is good, the Chiefs are really looking at a, quite a strong season. Ryan, we really appreciate a few minutes. I just got one more question for you. The Chiefs have had the five consecutive years of a winning season. They have three years in a row: eleven and five, twelve and four, and ten and six. They've lost playoff home games the two last consecutive seasons to Pittsburgh and Tennessee inexperienced QB, some coaching changes. Vegas has them as a win total of eight and a half. Chargers seem to be tough. Raiders, of course, have a, a lot of buzz with John Gruden. What do you see in store for the Chiefs this year? What do you think they're going to end up uh, in terms of regular season and playoffs?
1: Uh, at eight and a half, I take the over. Uh, I see this as a, a nine-game win pretty much at at the least. Uh, should Patrick Mahomes continue to evolve Uh, As quickly as we've seen this preseason, they they might get to 10 or 11 wins. Um, I think this is a a division that has, while several contenders, certainly the Chargers, uh, there's also glaring weaknesses in each team as well. So I expect it to be competitive. I expect it to come down to late in the season. Uh, But I do think the Chiefs will be in it for the AFC West title. Once again, that would be a third consecutive season. And I do think that they make a wild card slot. And at that point, as as we all say every time, it's it's a brand new game and with a quarterback like Mahomes, that brand new game can take a sudden surge uh very very quickly
0: Uh, that's very true and it's certainly going to be exciting that's for sure uh folks please follow ryan tracy on twitter at ryan tracy nfl podcast host for locked on chiefs he's got a youtube channel there rgr football founder of rogue analytics he's all over social media and he is an expert on everything kansas city chiefs ryan we thanks for a few minutes here and, and good luck on the season we'll look to catch up with you during the season thanks buddy appreciate the time That was Ryan Tracy, podcast host for Locked On Chiefs. When we return, we'll take a few minutes to consider what Ryan said. As you know, the NFL season is quickly approaching. Get ready for it with a subscription to a Rotoviz NFL pass, which you can get right now for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only, and it's available through the NFL podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools, and best of all, it helps support the pod. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotobiz.com forward slash podcast. We thank Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs for joining us here in the RV32 Kansas City Chiefs team preview. Ryan gave us a lot of great information, and it starts with Kareem Hunt. And I remember back to last year, when the big debate going into this third preseason game was Spencer Ware or Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was from Toledo, certainly wasn't used to getting such a heavy workload, especially at this level of football that he was getting. And I thought, for one, that Spencer Ware was definitely going to get not only the majority of the first and second down work but also the goal line touches. So there were people out there who really liked Hunt and thought that his athleticism, his speed, his pass catching ability could really have him make an impact in this offense and and they were certainly right. If you look back using the Rotoviz screener, one of the great apps at Rotoviz, rotoviz.com screener, you can go back and look at all the running backs since 2000 that have had a comparable season to Kareem Hunt and it's interesting. This season in and of itself that he had last year, while it was fantastic, he led the league in rushing and one of the only few running backs to do so, it does not necessarily predict future success, which is why you see some fantasy analysts who are hot and cold on Kareem Hunt. For example, since the year 2000, the number one running back that had the most Rushing yards as a rookie was Doug Martin. Doug Martin back in 2012 had 1,454 rushing yards, 472 receiving yards, and 11 touchdowns. That is a spectacular season and is better than Kareem Hunt's season last year. He outrushed him instead of from 1,454. Hunt only had 1,327. The receiving yards were close. He only had 17 more, 472 to Kareem Hunt's 455. Doug Martin actually had 70 targets in the passing game. Kareem Hunt had 63. And the touchdowns, Doug Martin had three more. However, Kareem Hunt's season overall in terms of rushing yards is the second best by a rookie since 2000. Some of these other names on the road screener that are up there, it's hot and cold. You have Steve Slayton. Uh, in 2008. You have Matt Forte also in 2008. Ladanian Tomlinson, of course, that would be the ideal comparison. In 2001, Dominic Davis, Trent Richardson, remember him? Trent Richardson had 70 receiving targets. He had 950 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns. And of course, then you have some great ones like Le'Veon Bell and Alvin Kamara. So as a running back, Kareem Hunt certainly showed a lot last year. He led the NFL in rushing and that is saying something. And I think the key – to him continuing to have a major RB1, top 10 sort of running back impact this year is going to be that receiving game. Because getting those targets, he had 63. Um, Kamara had 101 his rookie year. Le'Veon Bell had 66. Giovanni Bernard even had 70. Those are the numbers that are going to keep him on the field. I think those touchdown totals go up. I don't know what Spencer Ware's contribution is going to be. Ryan seems to think it's going to be limited to a certain extent that Kareem Hunt is really the go-to running back. So if you draft him in, in your first round of your fantasy leagues, I think you can do so with a lot of confidence because even though the comparables on the screener app aren't great, his usage in that offense, and and it's a pretty prolific offense, even with the, the, Patrick Mahomes here in his first year as a starter, is going to keep his floor very, very high. And next we got into just exactly what Patrick Mahomes is going to do this year. And there's a lot of variance on him as well. This is an explosive offense in Kansas City. Andy Reid, of course, always has playmakers and does a great job putting them in spots to be successful. But the question is, what exactly is Patrick Mahomes going to do this year? I took a look at the best, the best of the best, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, and I look at their first starting seasons, first full starting seasons in the NFL. Their averages were... Their averages were as follows, a 59% completion percentage, 3,749 passing yards on average, 24 passing touchdowns, and 18 interceptions, 17.8, which will make 18 interceptions per year. Those numbers would have equaled roughly the QB 12 last year. So... It's hard for me to envision Mahomes being a QB1 because of those numbers. Could he throw more than 24 touchdowns? Sure. But the 18 interceptions from those four players makes me think that certainly it's reasonable that he's going to have a high turnover rate. He's going to make some spectacular plays. His arm is just as good as any quarterback in the NFL. He had a nice 60-plus-yard touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill against the Falcons, so certainly I think he's going to be able to throw that deep ball. Uh, as well as Alex Smith did last year. But remember, Smith was super efficient last year, was the number four quarterback in all of fantasy, had highs in, as I said, passing yards, touchdowns. His uh, average yards per completion was the highest of his career as well. So it's going to be difficult to see Mahomes equal that production from Alex Smith, but he is dynamic. He can extend plays. He has a tremendous arm, uh, as he showed at Texas Tech, and was always able to get the ball down the field. I think in his In his last season there as a junior in 2016, he averaged something like 444 yards passing per game. So he's a talented player. I think he's a franchise quarterback for them. Absolutely. But whether this year is going to be as good as Alex Smith was last year, I don't think so. I think that he is going to certainly have his lumps. He's going to have some great games. I envision a lot of... Three touchdown, two interception games, those sort of things. Two touchdowns, two interception games. But I think there will be weeks, especially at home, as he gets acclimated to the NFL system with a great coaching staff there, especially led by Andy Reid, that Mahomes could be very, very useful for you. And so with Mahomes, I think it's important to project his wide receiver core and to take a look at what we can realistically get from them on a fantasy football basis this year. I went to the Excel projection machine on RotoViz under fantasy football draft prep. Uh, If you go to roto and you go to Fantasy Football Draft Prep, you're getting ready for your redraft formats. They have this projection machine, which is outstanding. So you go in, and I went in and estimated the number of passing attempts and rushing attempts for the entire offense. That's how you start. And then you fill out some other data, and you'll get back the projections. So looking over the last five years – Chiefs have usually been mid-500s on their pass attempts, 543, 546, 546, and that was with Alex Smith. You have to figure Mahomes is going to be throwing it more. He'll be throwing it downfield. There'll be turnovers. I think it's going to create more opportunities that they're going to need, especially because the defense really wasn't great last year. Like Ryan said, they've made some changes, but I think that they're going to have to score points to win games. And the rushing attempts also have usually been mid to low 400, 405 last year, 412 So I project them for 590 pass attempts this year, and I'll stick with that 405 rushing attempts that they had last year. But then going through the team and taking a look at the receiving options, Tyreek Hill last year caught 71% of his passes. He had 75 receptions, 1,100 yards. Now, I think it's realistic that he could be right around those numbers again, and Ryan talked about that, how he feels the efficiency could even be better. But I'll give him 108 targets this year. He had 105 last year. I'll give him 76 receptions and an 1,194 yards. So a slightly better year in that regard, but I'll give him one less touchdown at six touchdowns. His touchdown rate last year Receiving wise was 9.3. I knocked it down a little bit to 8.3. I told you, Hill really feasted on those big time plays. Uh, he did not score a touchdown uh, catch that was less than 30 yards and only had one red zone target the whole year. So let's assume that Andy Reid, you know, finds a way to get him involved in the red zone a little bit more, but I really can't see his touchdowns going up any higher. The key guy is going to be Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, I'll project for 78 targets. 55 receptions, 726 yards, but I'll give him some touchdowns. I'll give him the five touchdowns. I think he'll be a good red zone option as well, like he was for Jared Goff out with the Rams last year. He did not get a lot of yards. He did not get a lot of catches, but he did have a solid number of touchdowns. I think he had around eight or nine last year for the Rams. So I think he's going to be someone they'll look in the red zone as well. And then the other major target, of course, is Travis Kelsey. Listen, Kelsey may be the best tight end in the game after Gronkowski. And given that he stays healthy and Gronkowski does have some injury history, you could make an argument that Kelsey is number one. He's right there with Ertz and certainly with Gronkowski as well. I'll give him another 84 receptions. So he had, he was tremendous with the receptions last year. He was number one in, in receptions and in targets. I'll give him 84. I'll give him a thousand receiving yards again and I will give him seven touchdowns. So I think that Mahomes is going to want to play it safe, especially when he gets the goal line. He'll hit Hill for some big bombs, but I think Kelsey really holds his value. I don't see Watkins taking it away from Kelsey. He's still the mismatch, the one that they have to go to. So Kelsey certainly having a strong year, Hill having a strong year, and Watkins being an end zone force. So what does that mean for Mahomes? If I look at the projection machine here, I have Mahomes throwing for a little over 4,000 yards. I have 24 touchdown passes for Mahomes, which is very reasonable, right in line with what most of the quarterbacks do on, you know, average fantasy production. But I do have the 17 interceptions. I think that it's hard for me to see Patrick Mahomes throwing for less interceptions than those big four that I talked about. So, certainly Kareem Hunt is going to be the focal point of the offense. It doesn't sound like Spencer Ware is going to take too much value away. And of course, the big receivers from what I've seen from Tyreek Hill, and some people don't think he can repeat that efficiency. And I was in that camp. But after talking to Ryan and watching that big catch against the Falcons and seeing how Mahomes is certainly going to use that as a weapon, it's hard to see him regress that much. Sammy Watkins is a great A sort of mid to late round wide receiver play there, especially with the touchdown upside like he had with the Rams. And Travis Kelsey, death taxes and Travis Kelsey for sure. And that's going to do it for the Chiefs episode of the 2018 Hashtag RV32 RotoViz Radio Team Preview Series. Again, our guest today was Ryan Tracy, podcast host for Locked on Chiefs. Please be sure to check out his YouTube channel, RGR Football and the founder of Rogue Analytics and Consulting. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL. My name is Mike Randall. You can of course follow me on Twitter at Randall Rant. Make sure to stay tuned, folks. We got uh, one week left as we're going to finish up the teams across the NFL for our team preview series and follow the pod on Twitter for all the updates at RotoViz Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the 2018 Road of His Radio Team Preview Series. Our assistant executive producer is Colin Kelly, and our executive producer is Matthew Friedman. Please rate and review the Road of His Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email, roadofhisradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at Road of His Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Road of His at a 30% discount through the Road of His Radio homepage, roadofhis.com forward slash podcast.